0: Welcome to the Bold New Dream Podcast. Today I'm with Marie Rich Lorenza, whom I met when I gave the graduation speech for the Executive MBA at the Berlin School of Creative Leadership, and Marie was a valedictorian at that event. And Marie has a fantastic communication style, and that's why I wanted to talk with her more. We've had an exchange of documents. Uh, We've exchanged ideas and I'm really happy to welcome you here today. Could you tell us just a few words about yourself before we actually get into the meat of our conversation?
1: Thank you. Thank you Jen. Thank you for the invitation to be here today and also uh, for the exchange of ideas and thoughts that we have had until today and the ones that we will have uh, from today. So, if I if I have to describe who I am, uh, I like to say that I am a humanist and a communicator, and I like to say I am in a quest in, in into searching for temporary answers to the big questions of human existence. No? I would say, wow, Wow 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 wow. Yes, yes. I I I I like to go deep into into issues and try to understand them. What I do is I research and I and I practice within the fields of leadership, uh, creativity and human values and uh, I take learnings and understandings and I apply them as an executive coach to help people to play at their best as leaders and as creatives.
0: Well, that sounds very interesting. Marie, could you tell me a little bit uh, about your past work? I was
1: very lucky that uh, I went back to university uh, late in my 20s. And, and then I, I had the opportunity to travel the world at the same time that I was studying humanities. And that gave me a fantastic opportunity to look at theory and practice at the same time and um, better understand how uh, teams are uh, being built and how teams interact on how you can create high-quality uh, interpersonal relationships, no? Uh, at the time I was working in live broadcasting, that means that you are working with different teams almost every day. That means that you are working teams within teams for teams, no? So it's multiple teams working for each other. So you really need to adapt and you need to do those things very fast. Sometimes uh, I like to rec- to say that you might have five seconds to build a team, no? And, and you will say, and what do you do to build a team in five exactly. seconds? Exactly. What no? do you do? I, well, it, it all starts, and that's, that's one of the learnings that I took, no? it all starts with your presence. It all starts with your uh, intention. And that modulates the energy that you are broadcasting to the person that you might have not yet uh, spoken a single word. No? That creates already a, an energetic space where we can better listen to each other. No, mm. there's an, there's a sense of intangible openness over there. No, so living away or uh, or, or t- making sure that judgment it's not in between you and me in that conversation. No, I think yes. that's one of of the basic elements of building a team. No, taking judgment away, being open to listen and to receive and welcome the other person with curiosity. No, with with uh, honest
0: interest. That is a lot harder than you think for most people.
1: Well, I think... uh... I think we live in a culture that uh, where we have educa- been educated to put people under categories all the time, no? Mm-hmm. And uh, we live in a society that is mostly driven by fear. And whenever I am driven by fear, what I'm looking at all the time is how to survive. No? And so whenever someone approaches me, what I try to is to build up or to understand under which category do I have to put this person in order to have this feeling of apparent control, no? And that puts us already in a funnel of possibilities. No? Where I relate to you, Jane, or any other person from a position of love, it means that I'm not scared. It means that I am open to possibilities. So I'm more ready to just meet you as you are. No? And that gives us, again, a completely different set of possibilities.
0: Yeah, that's uh, very powerful what you're talking about. So that's you versus the members of a team. How do you create that dynamic among the team members?
1: I think it's responsibility of each and every one of the members of the team. No? So you make me the way I am, and I make you the way you are. We cannot just put one person there responsible for that. No? We have all and each one of us, we have to take our responsibility. And the first responsibility is to understand what are we doing here? What we have come all together as a team? What is the purpose of this team? And whenever there is no clarity about that, then fear takes again the stage because we don't know what we are doing. So I don't know what is expected from me. And then I am in a position where instead of being there driven by love, I am moved into being driven by fear again. That I would say
0: is the, one of the first steps. You and I had an exchange of documents where we compared characteristics of uh, my uh, gig mindsetter, uh, boldly a breed with another set of characteristics that has a similar title, but it's in fact quite different. And I highlighted a number of things. I've got the document that you sent me on my screen now. I highlighted a, a number of things and then I double highlighted a few comments that I thought were really striking. Could you talk a little bit about what you mean when you talk about personal maturity? Uh, We're talking, that's a section where you talk about the first trait of rebellious on the other Mm. grid, versus what I positioned as motivation and questioning. And Mm. you said you think that personal maturity seems to be in the gap between both. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. I do, and I also have the
1: document in here, so it's okay. it's easier it's easier to relate to it. So when we when we compare uh, being a rebellious person between uh, being a person who is motivated and uh, which is questioning, no, the line it's very thin between the two. No, the way that we understand being rebellious, it means that you go against the status quo. No, that, that you are looking into breaking uh, something that is there or to going beyond whatever it is given. No? And you can do that uh, with a low maturity. It means that you are just breaking things out just for the sake of breaking them. Or yes. you can be a person who is mature enough to recognize what needs to be changed and why it needs to be changed, and uh, in which way is the most meaningful way to make that change. And there's when uh, motivation and questioning, it means that you have also this energy, this driver, uh, to try to move things forward, but you are also careful to understand what is the best way to move those things forward, and to take into account... What might the others be thinking about it? I'm going to question this. I want to listen to your opinion. I'm going to look for alternative possibilities. No? I'm going to try to understand it better. Again, I'm opening the
0: field of possibilities. I like the way you say opening the field of possibilities. I like your gesture there because I am working on a second book after the Gig Mindset Advantage, and this one, I want to be more oriented towards the how, and I want it to have a broader scope beyond the person in the organization. And I'm looking for different titles, and the book hasn't even started yet, but when I look for titles, it gives me an image in my mind of what I'm talking about. And for the moment, the top title I have is a single word, widened. And uh, I'm not sure of that at all. I mean, I have at least a year's work to do here, at least. Uh, but the idea of widening things, and when you made that gesture just now, made me think of that right away. Seeing a broader perspective than what we normally see. Seeing what's outside ourselves and outside the organization, as well as what's inside ourselves and inside the organization. And we need that wider perspective. Does that make sense to you?
1: Totally, I am. I'm a humanist. That means I am someone who's trying to understand human beings as a whole. No, trying to to to, to try bringing. So my job is to bring different perspectives together, having this transversal view and uniting the pieces. No, my job is to look at all the things that we have on top of the table as a whole and try to make sense of them. And if something is happening in our society nowadays is that we are driven driven by this speed of change and innovation that we are very easily put back into these very thin and narrow funnels that seem apparently Give us the feeling or the sensation that we are m- moving forward, whereas we are not making the most of the available no. possibilities. Maybe we are not even understanding the whole that it's happening.
0: No? And it's interesting. And another, another point that I highlighted strongly on the on the note that we exchanged is on page three. You talk about the true originality factor should be measured on the reference to purpose and social long-term impact. And I think the whole idea of purpose is, purpose is a word that's misused, and it's used in a very fake way uh, by many organizations. And so if you refer to purpose and think about social long-term impact, that's that's a hard thing to do. Companies are struggling to do that today. Hmm.
1: hmm. And I think mostly and 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 you put I think you put the finger on the wound here, no, Jane, the misuse of the word purpose. We have to understand that when we are talking about Purpose: the why we are doing the things. What is driving us? What is this energy? What is this motivation that is uh, giving us a meaning and fulfillment? Uh, We have to be open to be changed by that purpose. So, purpose is not a sentence that needs to be in a document. It's not something to be presented in a conference. It's not a reason why we might look uh, good and sexy or attractive uh, for new employees. Is a way of living is a spiritual journey of transformation. And when we are an organization, we need to be aware and self-aware that we are making an impact in society and that we have to take responsibility for that impact. So understanding our purpose is understanding what is the impact that we are making and how are we going to be navigating this process of working for
0: with by an own purpose, no. So oh, see, how- that's the that's the real question. Hmm. How are we going to navigate that process? I think that's what companies don't know. You know, there was the business uh, was it called a business roundtable? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The yeah, business roundtable yeah. with the five stakeholders and the goals that these companies all signed up to. And I haven't yet looked at. Results. I, this was in 2019, and I've seen a couple documents about one year later, two years later. But I know for sure that companies have not been able to live up to what they stated in that document. It was not. It was too hard. I know the pandemic came and all that, but still, I think that it's one thing to state this and sign a document, and it's a big deal, and to navigate the process to reach that. I think is a fundamental challenge. Do you have thoughts on how companies can navigate that process
1: i think I think we need to. Uh, I like to look at organization as an organism, no? Let's mm-hmm. put that uh, an organization is like a persona, a person, no? It, yes. it, it, okay. It's a being, it's a being, no? So if we look at ourselves, no, Jane, uh, Marie, um, and we look at our living a life with purpose, it's not that easy, no? We go into alignment and misalignment at uh, at every single decision and moment during the day, no? so me and myself i'm having trouble into keeping myself on purpose no so when when we look at the organization this complexity of staying into alignment multiplies exponentially no because uh, uh, even when we are using words uh, like what our purpose might be or what our, are the values that are guiding us into achieving this purpose we might be uh, understanding completely different things no when i when I pronounce the word respect, what respect means for you, or for me, or for whoever else might be a different thing. So organizations uh, uh, don't, I think, um, taking the time, taking the time to bring things into alignment all the time, no? or observing how can you go back into alignment in the same way that you are moving forward in the tasks and the operations, and the interpersonal relationships, no? It is like an additional dimension, an additional layer that you need to take with you. It's like you're going on a spiritual journey, and you're taking your backpack with you. You have to remember that you're carrying that backpack. (laughs) And from time to time, you need to check, do I have to take something out do I need to put something in? Is there something else that I need to relate? No, It's about setting direction. No? And that's where you put the focus of the energy. But you need to give... Uh, this direction, these schemes for directions in many different ways, at many different levels, in many different contexts all the time. So there is a huge complexity of interpretation and misinterpretation within the organization. No? And I would say that it's like this person or this persona has forgotten that philosophy is an important part of understanding how to live the best life and how to achieve. The best possible results. There's no time for it. No, we are we are thin. We are narrow. We are dry in the way that we are doing things most of the time.
0: And how can uh, leaders in organizations put into practice what you're describing? Do you have any examples of what they can do?
1: I think we need again. We need to to to, to look. Uh, the person and the people or, or the leader, which I believe it's everyone within an organization yes. who is able to embody and to behave in resonance with that purpose on, on those values, no, and, and leading by example, no, driving or pointing into that direction proactively, no, in whichever, in whichever situation. So it is about um, leadership, it's about knowing yourself, no. And, and it's about better understanding uh, who you are, what moves you, what drives you, what are your strengths, what are your areas of improvement, how self-aware are you being, what are you noticing and what not, no? And the organization needs to do that again by itself. And it needs to do it through each and every one of the individuals, no? So taking the time, I would say, to have open conversations with your team taking the time uh, to show where are you in sensing what's happening and what's not happening being more open in those process where um, ambiguity you know, leaves you no know? because we are whenever we are moving or doing things it's not always super clear you know? or there's a process of becoming clear you no know? at the moment that you are more able to share those processes mm-hmm. the more that you are building up this energy together no do you think so, it happens in workshops in groups getting mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. It's not necessarily know in this case we, I don't think we, we it might it might be that the workshop helps it might be that a workshop hinders No, it might be that a conference helps it might be that a conference hinders and but how do you
0: trigger how do you trigger the awareness the awareness within the person? I think it's a
1: self-reflection process and everyone has different practices that would bring that in onto the table. No? And this is one of the things when we're talking about values, purpose, mission and visions, we need to understand there's a level of individuality, even within the organization. No? Each one needs to take on to uh, understanding how can I nourish my own garden? How can I make my flowers grow? Do How can I notice? How can I understand that my garden needs water? Do I need to touch uh, on the ground and see that it's dry? Or can I do it just going out and smelling? Do I need to ask questions to the team or do I sense already that there is something that it's not really in sync in here? No. So I don't believe in formulas and I don't believe in receipts. I believe in going into the team and understanding what's going on on that team and then making the choice that you believe is the best possible choice to Mm. activate this self-awareness mechanism.
0: And you talk a lot about, uh, I am what you make me and you are what I make you, something like that. And you talk Mm -hmm. also about building on the strength of us all. So I think that's a key part of your practice as a coach. What did you call it? Heart-centered creative leadership. Hmm my focus of uh, research for, for the last few
1: years and i would say research and understanding no or practice my my the focus of my practice is into better understanding what does it mean uh, to lead from the heart no and because there's yeah. lots of stereotypes around it no and there's lots of assumptions around it no and and within the world of business uh, mostly it might be understood as poetry or maybe even a a hippie idea, no? So when I'm I'm saying this, that you make me the way I am and I make you the way you are, it's understanding that we human beings are made out of interpersonal relationships. There's nothing I can do that I can do in isolation. Nothing, not a single thing. If I would be completely isolated, I will die. No? And everything and anything that I do generates an impact on the others. So it's understanding that I become in my relationship with the others. And when we acknowledge that, when we understand that there is this exchange of mm-hmm. relationships, emotions, experiences, energies, thoughts, then we understand um, how much easy it is to
0: listen to the
1: other and respect mm-hmm. the other.
0: That's a lovely way to end the conversation. I want to thank Marie for joining us and all of your very interesting ideas that I think we need more time to think about and to reflect on for our own lives. I'd like to thank the people listening to the podcast and to remind you uh, that you can go to my website, com and uh, listen to other podcasts if you're interested and find out uh, more about my book, the Gig Mindset Advantage as well as the community of Gig Mindsetters that I have created called the Boldly Breed Community. Thank you again, everyone, for coming and see you all soon. And a special thanks to you, Marie, for your conversation today. Thank you, Jane.